to me, hey, instead of hosting the NBA Finals, like, why don't you do Doris's sideline reporter job for the NBA Finals? Because guess what that would clear the way for? Uh, for, for Maria to do the hosting for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have declined. I don't know what their next move is, but they are feeling pressure because of all of that. And um, I'm trying to figure out like how to just, you know, my thing is like, I, you know, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football, she covers basketball. If you need her to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your like crappy long time record on diversity, which by the way, I myself like know personally from the female side of it, like, Go for it. Just, you know, find it somewhere else. Like, you're not going to find it with me. They said to me, I don't know, I'm like, I'm going to tell you, me too. I don't know, now the issue isn't with who Rachel Nichols necessarily voted for, because the all-defensive teams only have 10 spots available. The issue is that she can't actually defend her ballot because she's not someone who has the ability to analyze the game and break down the intricacies and nuances of what's happening out on the court. Which is why her being an official voter doesn't make any sense. But this should come as no surprise because prior to 2016, which is when The Jump first aired, Rachel Nichols was never known for being an NBA media personality. In fact, she used to work as a correspondent for SportsCenter, Sunday NFL Countdown, as well as other ESPN shows. She then left ESPN and joined CNN in 2013 and started covering the NFL, Major League Baseball, college football as well as college basketball, boxing, golf, and even NASCAR. She only made basketball her main focus upon returning to ESPN in 2015 after two years at CNN where her show called Unguarded not only premiered to very low ratings, but was then canceled shortly after posting a 14-year time slot low for CNN in the 25-54 to 54 demographic. So for her to be an official NBA voter when she has no basketball background not only makes a mockery of the other legitimate voters, but it also puts into question the standards that the NBA holds many of these voters to. Especially since Rachel Nichols was allowed to continue to vote after she was caught lying on television about her all-defensive team selection. So the question now becomes, will the NBA continue to be lenient towards someone who has openly admitted to using her emotions, feelings, and even a player's death to justify her MVP ballot? Uh, because let's quickly talk about Miss Rachel Nichols. Maria Taylor knows what a generational talent she is in the broadcasting world, so I don't even gotta go there and hype her up. Let's talk about the fact that she actually played basketball. And if you wanna go there, let's go there. Let's talk about how you're related to Diane Sawyer, arguably the queen of ABC. Nah, 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 you got your job as one of the faces of ESPN because you're so entertaining and talented and so good at it, right? You are a woman in the sports world and you sat there and you laughed 
about the Me Too movement, about your fellow women complaining about being sexually assaulted at work. You think that's funny? What really got me is you're tired of the Black Lives Matter movement because you weren't tired about posting about it or making your stupid little storybook monologues about it. Maybe instead of crying and calling Maria a diversity token, you can direct that energy to the people who think there can only be one woman on that stage. And if we're being real, Rachel Nichols is a subpar reporter. Subpar, boring, not great. I'm sorry your white privilege didn't work this time. Maybe next time. Rachel, you had a lot to say. Well, we know what you did to get to the top. I don't know. I don't know what you did. I don't know what you did. Something just make me want to sing that loop. Pop that pussy. Hey, pop that pussy, baby. Uh, video disclaimer. Um, uh, that's explicit language. Don't let your children listen to it. Pop that pussy. Hey, pop that pussy, baby. Pop, pop that pussy. Oh, oh, happy for it, y'all. She smashed the homies. Danger! She smashed the homies. Danger! She smashed the homies. Danger! She smashed the homies. Hey, black woman. I just wanted you to know that uh, you're pretty dope. Like, I don't care what society tells you. They might tell you that your skin's not pretty enough, that there's not enough shades to match your makeup, that although all women make 82 cents to the dollar on white men, you make 62 cents. They may tell you that you don't deserve that promotion, even though you know you do. They may tell you that when you get the promotion that you only got it because you were black, but we know that's not true. I just want you to know that I believe in you so resist the urge to fall in line. Don't be humble, girl, brag, because you are so fine. You're the only one that can do what you do on a daily basis and never say boo-hoo to anyone because you are the one, the black woman that's stronger than everyone.
All right, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, man. Yo, I did my best to try to uh, hold in my laughs throughout this montage, but yeah, this is King Known Uncensored. This is the new episode. This is the new shit, the new hot shit on the streets. We're going to call this train of thought <laughs> for a lot of motherfucking reasons. Well, 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 you got to see. That first excerpt, right? That is the hottest news on the block right now. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I had long suspected this for the longest time. And I just couldn't find any evidence on it. But now, I done found what I was looking for. And do not. Jump at an attempt to call me a misogynist. Don't do that. Because we got Becky, who turned into Karen, a.k.a. Rachel Nichols, who's been the hottest story out right now. You know, especially for sports fans and stuff like that. She has long exhibited and thrown out some of the worst takes in reporter history. And you kind of wonder why a person like Rachel Nichols got on. I mean, all you have to do is look at her knees. She probably puts makeup on her knees because they're as purple as Barney the Dinosaur. But, so she was caught on tape hating on another fellow woman. Damn. Oh, you mad? You mad? You mad? Oh, no, Bill Ho-Riley. So you mean to tell me that Rachel Nichols was trying to say that um, the reason why Maria Taylor got the job hosting the NBA Finals was because of a diversity problem that ESPN has had. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, Rachel, but um, ESPN does not have diversity problems. It is, it's actually a very diverse channel. And you were laughing at Me Too and Black Lives Matter. Ain't that some shit. So, Becky, you became a Karen overnight? I mean, I know this was last year. But it came out last night. And, um... (laughs) Let me tell you something. (laughs) I knew she put her hands up on her knees and twerked it all about for that job. But I just needed some proof because I've heard a lot of testimony from other black reporters saying that Rachel Nichols gave them a job on the jump and just basically defending her. And that is fucking ridiculous. So are you mad that it took you 20 years to get to this point? Meanwhile, it only took Maria Taylor six months to get that gig because guess what? Maria Taylor is prettier finer, smarter, and a way better reporter. Now, Rachel Nichols may be slightly a little bit of a better writer. Just writer. You the motherfucker that's too ugly to be put on stage, so they gotta, you gotta write something for the hot person at the time. You could throw some lines and some jabs and all that, but I've watched her reporting, and it is awful. It is incorrect. And it is tragedy. That's the best uh, word I can use for her style of reporting. 
It is awful. It is tragic. It is not entertaining. Yeah, Jalen Rose's daughter was right. You are boring. You don't have no personality. You can't tell jokes. I mean, you're a halfway decent looking person. You're not ugly. I'll give you that. Me personally, you know. I, and she got got a fat ass. <laughs> but that's all you got going for yourself is that ass. Watching that ass. <laughs> but then. This morning, I had a jewel drop in my lap. Lord, after hearing the news that she was only going to be a sideline reporter for the 2020 NBA Finals, something came out that happened in the bubble. Now, NBA player in Miami Heat captain Jimmy Butler Got the uh, got the uh, I guess the hotel security called on him for dribbling a basketball too long, but it turns out that he was dribbling some booty cheeks as he was slamming Rachel Nichols across the goddamn bed like goddamn the Hardy brothers, the Hardy boys. I mean, my bad. But yeah, it seems like. The headboard was rocking and Jimmy Butler was putting it down. Because when Jimmy answered the door, the motherfucker was drenched in sweat. And lo and behold, Rachel Nichols was in the bed with Jimmy Butler. Oh, Becky. I mean, Karen, a married woman, by the way. Rachel Nichols is married. Damn, Ashley Madison type shit, right? This is a married woman to have and to hold in sickness and in health, violating the laws of marriage. Uh, uh, uh. They get on our sisters way too much about their promiscuity. But when we bring up a white woman's promiscuity, or being promiscuous in a way, Oh, now, now the feminist movements will come after your ass then. Man, it is these white women that have the uh, promiscuity. And I'm not sorry. But they're the real issue there. And then not only did she bang Jimmy Butler, but she banged Ursan Ilyasova as well. The former uh, Milwaukee Buck. Um, I think he's currently on the Utah Jazz right now. So damn. So goddamn, you mean to tell me <laughs> that Rachel Nichols got that train thing running through that bit? Is this what we all? <laughs> Ain't that about a bitch? I mean, so she was getting her cheeks clacked by NBA players. I mean, <laughs> yo, man. She probably came up in that bitch. I mean, <laughs> this your shit? This what we doing? <laughs> this what we was doing? She was shaking that ass? I'm just saying, though. This what you was on, Rachel. 
This what you was on? This was this this what she was doing with Jimmy Butler and shit. This what she was doing. <laughs> That's that, that's how that's how loud that headboard was going. Like it sounded like a goddamn dribbling basketball and shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna let it play. I still got enough of a show. I just I'm just having some fun. I'm just having some fun, y'all. I'm just. <laughs> oh, this more her speed. This more Rachel Dickel speed right here. <laughs> Serving it up. A married woman. Alright, alright, alright. Let me get let me get done. Let me let me finish off the jokes, man. Let me stop with the motherfucking jokes, man. Let's get back to, into reporting. Let's get back to professionalism. <laughs> Let's get back into professionalism. <laughs> oh shit, man. I'm having too much fun. I'm not even drunk. But anyway. So, wow, a married white woman slanging that pussy to them NBA players. That is not surprising. That doesn't surprise me one bit. I had long suspected Rachel Nichols slept her way to the top, and um, I got my proof. No shade, but it's the truth. Maria Taylor, who didn't have to do that, got put in position the right way in six months. And all them white and black dicks that that Rachel Nichols sucked on didn't amount to the six months of hard work that Maria Taylor attained. I mean, she's a former basketball player, former volleyball player, and she can report on football, basketball, just like you said in your audio clip. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. And now you mad. Now you jealous. Now you jealous of this beautiful melanated sister getting promoted the right way with hard work and determination in the great words of Floyd Mayweather and Becky with the good hair still got some semen left on her neck. Hey, uh, Rachel, you got something on your lips? Wipe that mayonnaise off your lips, bitch. All right, now let's move on. Let's move on to uh, Bill Cosby. I normally don't discuss shit like this because um, Bill Cosby had just been uh, recently re- released from jail uh, last week. And um, I, re- I don't really feel anything about this, to be completely honest with you. I don't feel anything about this one because for um, what he was charged with, there wasn't really enough evidence to really call him guilty, but they have been trying to get Bill Cosby for years, you know, because I heard that he was trying to purchase NBC 
And I, me personally, my personal thoughts are that I totally do believe that people were paid by NBC to destroy Bill Cosby's image and to even go as far as accuse him of these acts. Now, do I believe that Bill Cosby drugged women knowingly and unknowingly? Absolutely. He came up in an era where that was normal. That was normalized. It's very unfortunate and it's rape. But I really think that NBC decided to just punish him for those previous acts from his past. Now, however, black people have been on the fence about Bill Cosby for years. Now, I remember in 2004, I was a 15 year old boy in high school. And, you know, I had a respect for Bill Cosby. Because, you know, Dr. Hustable, the shit he was doing for the black community, putting a group of, uh, you know, groups of black people on and shit. He put a lot of black people on and a lot of pe- black people on TV and has donated, made many donations. But on May 17, 2004, he made some comments that pissed me the fuck off. And don't get me wrong, I still feel this way, but I'm a little bit more mature and I can understand where Bill Cosby was coming from when he was delivering this speech. Now, I'm going to read some of this speech because, yeah, man, buckle up. It's going to be a 40 minute show. Because I have a lot on my mind and a lot on my chest. So let me see. Let me see. Let me find some quotes. Because some of these comments definitely offended me. And they were talking about young African Americans. And I always felt like Bill Cosby was jealous of the comedians of the 90s. Because they bought a different type of flair to comedy. You know, even going as far back as Eddie Murphy, being jealous of him because he was young, he was hip, he had swag, and he could deliver the game. Now, Bill Cosby wasn't a fan of profanity. And I feel like this. You shouldn't censor somebody speaking their mind. Now, now let me read some quotes from this Ladies and gentlemen these people set They opened the doors they gave us the right And today ladies and gentlemen in our cities and public schools We have 50% drop out Well Mr. Cosby a lot of people School isn't for everybody And some of these people that have dropped out Have moved on to become successful businessmen But I know this is 04 This is before the entre- entrepreneurial um, Revolution in our own neighborhood, we have men in prison. No longer is a person embarrassed because they're pregnant without a husband. No longer is a boy considered an embarrassment if he tries to run away from being the father of an unmarried child. Yes, I do understand that this shit happens on the regular, though. People have been doing that shit a long time, though. Here's where I got lost. You know, I understand what he was saying about this. Like, um, 
I'm talking about these people who cry when their son is standing in an orange suit. Where were you when he was two? Where were you when he was 12? Where were you when he was 18? And how come you don't know he had a pistol? Well, some parents can't monitor their kids 24-7. That's the responsibility of being a parent. Nor can you change the mind of a child that's dead set on what he's going to do with his life. Now, here's where he lost me. We cannot blame white people. White people don't live over there. They close up shop early. What? I'm not going to necessarily blame white people 100%, but I mean, we've been held back many, 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 many motherfucking years and still are being held back and mistreated to this day by society. This is why so many black people felt like Bill Cosby turned his back on them women having children by five six different men this is true I have to agree with him on that grandmother grandmother great grandmother in the same room raising children the child knows about nothing about love or respect for any of them okay that's true they're buying things for the kid $500 sneakers for what they won't spend $250 on hooked on phonics okay some of this is true you know but when i was younger i was like man fuck you dog why don't you do something but at the same time okay cosby could have got on stage and complained about and aired his grievances out but what are you doing to change that though are you building community centers in your neighborhood are you um Buying, are you going around random neighborhoods passing out hooked on phonics to these young families in need? Are you, uh, you know, doing drives in your neighborhood? You know, are you uh, handing out food to the homeless? You know what I'm saying? What are you doing despite your complaints and anger? With names like Shaniqua, Shaliqua, Muhammad, and all that crap. All of them are in jail. That's not true, man. That's not true. I see why black people was heated at this speech. Now that I'm going down, reading this shit. What is with it? our young girls getting after some girl who wants to still remain a virgin? Who are these sick black people and where did they come from? And why haven't they been parented to shut up? I agree with that. To go up to girls to try to get a club where you are nobody. This is a sickness. We are not paying attention to these children. These are children. They don't know anything. They don't have anything. They're homeless people and all they know how to do is beg. And you give it to them trying to win their friendship. I actually agree with some of this shit. I ain't gonna lie. But... I feel like he didn't deliver the message the right way. And the person who wrote the person and I can tell that he went up there without no speech and just said this shit off the top. Sometimes you got to have a publicist who knows how to put the right words down to make things seem not so malicious. You are raising pimps. A pimp will act nasty to you so that you have to go out and get them something then you bring it back that's why the pimp is so famous they got a drink called the pimp juice I am dead 
I can't believe he said all this bullshit. But I am on the fence about Cosby. Now, I feel like he shouldn't have been in jail. But I heard that Bill Cosby had a tendency of paying people off, which is one of the reasons why I do believe that he did participate in these acts. But I felt like he should have been in jail back then instead of, I don't know, uh, 2014, 2015, whenever the fuck he went in when he got charged. You know, I was watching someone on YouTube and they said that Bill Cosby should have just defended himself and then he wouldn't have went to jail. I think he chose to go mute during the trial. I mean, I know this ain't my lane or no shit like that. You know, basketball and music is. But I wanted to uh, put in my two cents on uh, Cosby. Because although I think he's a very prestigious man, a very smart and educated man, I think he still has fences to mend with the African-American community. And before he moves on to greener pastures, I think it's his job to go out there and, and heal with the community. And just enjoy the rest of his life. Let's move on to basketball. This is the last portion of the night before I get the fuck up out of here. The Phoenix Sun, the Phoenix Suns, Kobe, Kobe, Shaq, Kobe, Devin Booker, Yadis, the Phoenix Suns beat the Milwaukee Bucks 105 to 118. Giannis Antipo Negro. Upgraded himself from doubtful to questionable to game time decision to playing. Now, he did pretty well tonight, despite, you know, playing with that hyperextended knee. I mean, he had 20 points and 17 rebounds on 6 of 11 shooting. Despite him being hurt, he was not scared to drive to the basket and score some points. Brooke Lopez, I saw that they were getting him involved earlier, but the problem was for the Bucks was they went away from Brooke Lopez. Look at this, 7 of 14 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, and 17 points. Now, I've seen a lot of people on the timeline blaming Middleton for the loss. Nah, I'm going to actually say this wasn't his fault tonight. I just felt like the Milwaukee Bucks as a team in the second half stopped playing defense. In the first half, they were playing very solid defense on the Phoenix Suns, but Chris Paul was on fire tonight. Devin Booker hit some big shots, and they got a lot of contribution from DeAndre Ayton. Their big three showed up tonight. And uh, let's go. To, let's continue here. Uh, Chris Middleton had 29 points on 12 of 26 shooting. I mean, he did everything he, that they, that he could to really keep them in the game. To be honest with you, Drew Holiday was the one that didn't show up offensively tonight. Now, I know he was handling multiple jobs on the defensive end, but Chris Paul still fucked Drew Holiday up tonight. And Bobby Portis was relatively quiet tonight. He only had five points. Phoenix, man. The uh, honorable, I was wrong. I was wrong about Booker only averaging 23 points this series. 
Because man, D Book was clowning tonight. He had 27 points on 8 of 21 shooting despite a poor 1 of 8 performance from 3. He made up for it at the free throw line, hitting all 10 of his free throws. The, the Suns, as a team, only missed one free throw. Meanwhile, Milwaukee, as a team, shot 9 of 16 from the free throw line. That is a factor. Man, six niggas in double figures. We got Cam Johnson, a.k.a. Maxwell. Uh-huh. Yeah, Maxwell. He had 10 points. Um, Cameron Payne, a.k.a. Old Marty Mark. <laughs> Old Martin from Bad Boys and shit. He had 10 points off the bench. Then we have Chris Paul, who had the performance of the night. Man, this man is hell-bent on getting his first championship. This dude had 32 points and 9 assists. Even LeBron James had to tweet out. One down, three to go. Because he's been getting a lot of backlash about not supporting his buddy, his banana boat buddy, Chris Paul, enough. So he had to go out there and clear the air. D-Book, like I said, 27. DeAndre Ayton. This dude deserves his flowers. He's rising up the top 25 players in the world. Definitely a top three center. You could argue that he's a top three center in the world right now. I don't think he's better than a, a, well, top three big man, top two center, maybe. No, 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 I was right. Because uh, I don't think he's better than Joker, AD, or um, Embiid. But other than that, DeAndre Ayton is next up. 22 points and 19 rebounds. Michael Bridges had 14 points as well. So just a team contribution. Uh, Dario Sarge went down. It looked like an ankle injury to me. I don't know how serious it was, but I could tell it was very severe. It wouldn't be a major loss for Phoenix, but, you know, in this business, it's all about next man up. Now, what did I learn from this game? Monty Williams is easily a better coach than Mike Bootenholzer. That's obvious. I also learned from this game that Giannis is looking like he's about 75% healthy. And it looked like he worked hard to get back on that court. And he's ex- he was explosive, but not as explosive as like he normally is yet. He's almost there, though. DeAndre Ayton, serviceable big man. And Chris Paul is in the twilight of his career. He was looking like LeBron did last year in the bubble. 12 of 19, I mean, Chris Paul is really establishing himself as an all-time great in this playoff run. Um, I also learned that Milwaukee cannot take their foot off the gas in this series. And, and this is the thing I don't like about road teams. Road teams should really think about taking the first two games away from a team. 
This is why certain road teams lose series is they don't have their mind on taking both of the road games. Back in the day, winning on the road, you know, meant a lot more. But a lot of those teams used to do the same thing. As long as we snatch one, one on the road, we, we can control home court. But I feel like getting both road games are, is way more important. Now, road teams have been blowing 2-0 leads. That's happened before. But I feel like Milwaukee shouldn't be content with just one road game. Although I picked Milwaukee to win this series, I'm not sleeping on Phoenix because of their hunger. I mean, none of these guys have ever been to the finals. This is the first time since 1977 that a team with multiple players, with all their players, not having one finals appearance under their belt. This is everybody's first time in the finals. Ain't that some shit? That's crazy. I love it. It's good. It's going to be good to see a new NBA champion. And it's going to be good to see if they can come back and repeat. Now, I know the Bucks and Sons. You know, by people on the internet and the media. They're calling these two teams frauds because... Their favorite player didn't make it. Their baby boo didn't make it this year. A lot of people are salty that their team lost. And want to call these finals boring. These finals aren't boring. This is the evolution of the game. This is what we call an interruption. These are two teams that nobody picked to go to the finals this year. And I mean nobody, not me, not you, not the media, not the players, not nobody. Everybody had Lakers and Nets. I didn't because I only pick round by round. But I felt like the Nets and the Lakers had the potential to make the finals due to their rosters or whatever. But the Lakers were fool's gold. The Nets sputtered out at the end. And we have the Bucks and the Suns. And there's going to be a new set of champions. And isn't that fantastic? But I'm going to get the fuck out of here because I feel like I'm blabbing too much about bullshit. It's King Known Uncensored, Train of Thought, and I'm out of here. <laughs>